go back to our seats and get comfortably seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Ushers, y'all may pass out the offering envelopes for tithes and offerings. You know, last week we got to, to kind of just open up your eyes into what it means to, to be blessed of the Lord. And also what it means to have the floodgates of heaven opened up over your life and to walk into a continuous blessing of something that you can never contain. It's like somebody trying to hold back the ocean. It's not going to happen. So today I just wanted to just briefly share on something, but I also wanted to have a testimony, a testimony from someone who's been putting this into practice, and it is evident in his life that, you know, whatever we do in secret, God rewards us openly. Hallelujah. So if Brother Jeremiah will please join me and share what the Lord is doing in your life. Hey, hello, everybody. Um, well, it's an honor and privilege to be here right now and uh, be able to tell my testimony. Um, all glory be to God um, and nothing less. Um, so I just want to tell you real quick and briefly about what, what, what uh, the revelation that I got off of tithing and an offering. To be consistent in your tithing, it, it, it brought the blessing upon our, uh, me and my wife's life. And not only that, it, go, it had to go past your tithing. It got to go to the point of your giving to where the point where Sometimes you, in, in the natural, you don't have it, but you, you sow it anyways. If it don't meet the need, sow the seed. Amen. But uh, um, through it all, you know, uh, the Right Way Pain Solutions has been together for uh, a year and a half now, uh, by the grace of God. Um, so last year, we made a certain amount, but by, this, by, by the, the middle of this year, we've already seen uh, almost double the amount that we made in last year. And the Lord, is, the Lord has been gracious to us, and the business is coming from left and right. And just in this last month, the, the birth of the blessing just came upon our lives like, like no other. By the glory of the Lord, by, by, by his hand only, that, that can happen. But all goes to say is by the tithing and the offering. Never quit. Stay consistent. Keep pushing. Hold on one second, brother. Let's, let's put our hands towards him right now. Father, we thank you, Father God, for what you are doing in his life, Father God, and what you did, Father God, in one year, how you made it happen in just six months. Father, make that same thing happen, Father God, in just one month time, Father. In Jesus' name, continue the open heaven life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. So one of the things that I just wanted to share on briefly this morning is that, you know, when we tithe, when we're sowing, when we're bringing our seed unto the altar, you know, one of the things that happens, you know, we have people that are tithers. We have people that are addicted to tithing, that they tithe every time that they have a chance. They, they, you know, and one of the things that, you know, some people, even though that they're tithing, they still don't experience what we're talking about, these, this open heaven, this you know, constant blessing coming in your life. But, you know, one of the things that we have to do is when something's not working, we have to check in our lives. You know, what, what, what is it? You know, why is it not working? Sometimes we often look to blame somebody, but we have to look at ourselves first to see what could this be that's not causing it. In, in the case where the young uh, master came to Jesus, you know, he had asked him about eternal life. He said, how do you get this, you know? And... You know, he said, I've been 
studying the word since I was little. I followed all the commandments, and he started listing them. I do this, I do that, I do this. And then Jesus told him, you need to sell all that you have and give it to the poor. And then the Bible tells us that he was grieved. You know, for this man was attached to his belongings. You know, and that was the one thing that he wasn't doing. The one thing that he was missing the point on. And that's also kind of what happens to some believers today. You know, we, we get into the point where we, um, you know, we, we, we come here to sow our seed. And even though the soil is good soil, quality soil, even though the climate is a quality uh, climate for the soil, even though the environment is absolutely perfect, you can have all of those elements lined up perfect as you, bring your, as, as you, as you plant the seed, but without water, it dies. So that is where we need water, spiritual water, when we're sowing our seeds. For no matter the quality, you know, of even the seed, with no water, it has no future. You know, there, you know, financially, you know, you people are uh, givers, you know, for, for finances, but, you know, they lack the results, and that's because the water is missing. You know, we have to have the knowledge on what we're doing when we're sowing our seed. It's not just we're bringing our offerings and our tithes up here. There's a result that's supposed to take place. There's a secret to supernatural harvest. Amen? <clears throat> In Psalms um, 67, 3, you know, it says, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Oh, let me get away from that. <laughs> let the nations be glad and sing and joy upon the earth. And let the people praise thee for that the earth will, re will yield its harvest. This is something that every believer needs to have to be an addicted praiser to God. Hallelujah. You know, the earth will just swallow up your seed. But once you put praise, once you put the water or the spirit onto that, it will magnify your word and your word will come back. Your harvest will come back. Amen. So it's that spiritual water is what we need for our, our seeds to grow exponentially. Hallelujah. And one of the things is, you know, we, we, we come here, we sing, we praise to God while we're here in the church house. But now what happens when we leave the church house? What happens when we're home? What happens when we're at work? What happens, you know? Sometimes murmuring comes. Sometimes you think about the bills that you got. You think about the, the problems that you have. And, you know, it's those little foxes that cause all the damage, you know? You're coming here in an atmosphere where everything is right, but then you go back to something and you open up your mouth to that. And, you know, in, um, in Corinthians, it talks about how, how the, the murmurers were destroyed. We have to be careful that we do not murmur, that we always trust on God. You know, one of the things is when I got to this point to where God started blessing me and I started getting an understanding, it wasn't because 
the results had happened yet. No, I had revelation knowledge of the word and I had a confidence to stand on the word and I trusted on the word. And when I began to sow my seed, I knew it was already going to reap a harvest. And, I, at, and at that time, I began to sow more than I could in the natural afford to sow. Because even though our problems may be real, our God is more powerful than any of those problems. And I say to you this, is, you know, we're at a turning point right now in July. We're the mid of the year. And that what we do is can change destiny forever. So even though that maybe the first six months didn't go as planned, hey, it can all turn around. And you've heard a testimony already of a, of, of a man of God who uh, God took a year to do. He's already done it in six months. That is the God that we serve. Hallelujah. You know, addiction to a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. You know, that same thing, when you, when you, when you don't have that, it's like you're in a maze and you just can't get out of that maze. When you have a lifestyle of like worry, doubt, you know, you can't get out of it. But for th the way that God is showing us, he's, he becomes and gives us a way. That he, ma he makes us become the way out of our situation. Hallelujah. And, and you know, in Habakkuk, it shares a story. Even if the fruit fails, praise the Lord. No matter what, I, I've seen it before in my life. You know, we have a storm come through and hundreds of apples are on the floor. You know, praise God. Because there's still hundreds of apples we still have on the tree to eat. You know, no matter what the situation may seem, always praise God. Don't get the situation worry you. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord of our salvation. Hallelujah. And as y'all are preparing, y'all see that all the ushers have passed those out already. I just wanted to share a couple little things before I turn it over. You know, we can't have a lifestyle of complaining. We have to have a lifestyle of praise. You know, we have to destroy the attitude of murmuring. For it will open up the destiny of sweatless victory in our life. So one of the things I just want to share with you is, you know, bring all your tithes into the storehouse. Regardless what the situation looks like. Regardless what the bank account looks like. I've, I shared a testimony last week and where I broke the bank account because I wanted to get soil in the ground. And that same day, I reaped over double. But, you know, that's the God that we serve. For God knoweth the heart of man. Hallelujah. So don't forget the quality of your seed, the quality of the soil, the quality of the climate, the quality of the environment. It can't do nothing without water. We need to water the ground for the seed to produce. Today, your seed will never dry up. Today, your seed will never be buried and die again. Hallelujah. So if y'all will please, this time we're going to do something a little bit different. If y'all bring your seeds to the altar and just lay them before the altar. Because the prayer of a righteous person availeth much and I was going to have Pastor Sandy come and pray over your seed this morning anoint your seed hallelujah we thank you father for today Lord
Glory, 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 glory. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, speaking on love, one of the evidence that you love God is, or proves, is in your giving. In your giving. Can you say amen to that? Amen. amen. Because that's the, the, the nature of God. For God so loved that he, yeah, say that a little bit louder. Amen. Amen. And so um, I'm going to pray over your seed. Um, you know, the tithe is what belongs to the Lord. We don't even give our tithe. We pay our tithe. That belongs to the Lord. That doesn't belong to us. And so we understand that we teach this in this house. Amen. How many of you are thankful that you come to a house that teaches you everything? Glory to God. But, you know, that is the only uh, scripture that the Bible says that God said, test me now. And see, if I would not open the windows of heaven, that's talking concerning the tithe. Test me now and see if I would not open the windows of heaven. And so I'm going to pray in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, Deuteronomy 32, verse 2 and 3 says, Let my words fall like rain on tender grass. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord, how glorious is our God. Just like the word come, the rain comes down from heaven to water the earth, to produce fruit, I pray that my prayer for you and your tithe and your seed will produce back unto you. The tithe, the Bible says that there will be an open heaven unto you. It also guarantees that God will rebuke the devourer. So whatever tries to come and eat up your goods, in the name of Jesus, God says, I will rebuke the devourer. Hallelujah. Your things won't wear out. Your things won't suddenly break and you have to spend money to fix it. Your things will last longer than they normally do. Hallelujah. So for those that have brought the tithe unto the Lord, Father, I thank you. For these, your covenant people, I thank you that you are a covenant-keeping God, that you are true to your word, Father. We count it such an honor, such an honor to be able to bring the tithe unto you, Father. And I thank you that your people have an open heaven before them. I thank you that you will rebuke the devourer. Father, for the giver even today, I pray that the seed that they have sown, Father, that it will be given back unto them in good measure, pressed down, shaken together. May it run them over. Father, I thank you that you give seed to the sower and bread for food. I thank you that you will multiply their resources for giving. Father, cause them to have a supernatural increase even this week as a result of their giving unto you, Father. Let them return back to this house declaring, look what the Lord did. Look what the Lord did for me in the area of finances. And we will always be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Father, I thank you that your blessing is upon their giving. Your blessing is upon their home. Your blessing is upon their businesses, upon their finances, upon their children. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Now, give more rain unto your seed by praising him and worshiping him. Hallelujah.
And the Lord is my helper. Oh, Jesus, lead us and show us the way to follow you.
Come on, worship him this morning. Worship oh, him. Is gone. And no one knows. Oh, he holds my future. Come on, sing that one more time. If you know that because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Sing it. I can face tomorrow. Worship him. Hallelujah. Because I know. 
Come on, lift up your hands this morning and just out of your own song, out of your own heart, just begin to worship the Lord. Give him quality thanksgiving this morning. If you know he is good, just open up your mouth and just begin to appreciate him. King of kings, Lord of Lord, creator of heaven and earth, El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, Jehovah Rapha, our great healer our great physician come on open your mouth and just thank him appreciate him if he's been good to you on this first part of the year go ahead and give him quality thanks hallelujah open your mouth you sound good this morning if you're filled with your heavenly language go ahead and pray that hallelujah glory to god oh we thank you lord we thank you, Lord, your wonderful Lord, wonderful Savior, wonderful Savior. Oh, Lord, you are so wonderful. You are so good, faithful, faithful, God, faithful are you, Lord. Oh, there is none like you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, mighty God, mighty God. Hallelujah. Come on, just keep pressing in for a little bit. Just keep thanking him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Just continue to thank him. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. Have your way in this place, Lord. Touch every heart, Lord. We worship you. We magnify your holy name. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. We thank you, Lord. Healing rivers are flowing in this house this morning. Rivers of healing waters right now. In every aisle, whatever you need from God, just lift up your hands and just yield to the presence of God and just let him have his way. <laughs> I got some of that myself. Glory. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
happen in the presence of God. I believe the Lord is touching his people even now. You don't have to wait to the end of the service. This is part of the service. If you're wondering what part of the service are we in, God is moving. God is touching people this morning. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Who came hungry this morning? Hallelujah! We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Oh, you're so wonderful, Lord. You're so wonderful, Lord. You're so faithful. We were glad when they said unto us, Let us go to the house of the Lord. How many of you were glad when they said unto you, Let us go into the house of the Lord? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says times of refreshing comes from the presence of God. God is refreshing you now with his presence. Some of you are going to leave out of here so full of energy, so full of empowerment. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Let's sing when I think about the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the Holy Ghost, how he filled me to the uttermost when I think about the Lord. How he picked me up and turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid ground. When I think thankful he placed your feet on solid ground come on if you are say this me 
It makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory. It makes me wanna shout. Come on, somebody give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Give the Lord a mighty shout. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Just lift up your hands right now, Father. We just thank you. I thank you for the privilege that you've given us to gather here once again, Father. Father, there is no other place we would rather be but here in your presence. For in your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand pleasures forevermore. I thank you, Lord, for every person, every family represented here in this house this morning. I thank you that not one person is here by accident. I thank you that you have drawn them unto yourself by divine appointment. I pray every ear is anointed to hear. Every mind is alert and every heart is receptive to receive your powerful word. Lord, let your word go forth out of my mouth with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let it land in the hearts of the hear. Let it be a fire that is shut up in their bones. Let your word be like a hammer that chips away the stone. Father, grant every worshiper this morning their testimony desired. Let them leave out of this house with a new song in their heart, declaring, look what the Lord has done. My God surely is a faithful God. Father, and we will always be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for you are worthy of it all. And it's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. And all of God's people shouted aloud. Somebody shout hallelujah. Go ahead and high five. This is what I'm going to do. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the lamb. I want... It's going to, it's, it might be a little traffic. <laughs> I want you to do this. Go find some, three people that you've n probably never shook their hands before. High five them, welcome them, that you've never shook their hands before. Or it's been a while. If you gotta go from the back to the front, to the front to the back, from the left to the right, go ahead, take your time. Yeah, y'all are amazing. Oh boy. Hey, and dance while you're doing it. Prophesy over them and tell them they picked a good day to be in the house of the Lord. I'm ready for more, just like you did it before. Tell them something good is going to happen to you today. Hallelujah. Woo! 
They're not done. They're not done. Keep going. Yeah, it take a little bit. It's all right. It's the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, I got the Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hey, fill me with. This ain't your your regular church. I got the Holy Ghost. Hey, I got the Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hey, 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 hey. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, if you know how to give a little a little dance, go for it. I with the Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me with the Holy. You can't be filled with the Holy Ghost and just be stiff. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hey, hey, hey. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. That's true. Come on, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That, little, that thing's anointed, that little beat. Praise the Lord. Can somebody shout Jesus? Can somebody shout thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the I want to welcome the, the, the Ignite Youth back. Powerful, powerful. Y'all are so blessed. I can't wait to hear all the testimonies. And I tuned in every service. Don't, don't, don't think not. I was looking for all ours. Where is it are you? And I was so blessed at times with tears just coming down my eyes.
just watching the youth get so blessed. You know, it's not a light thing. Positioning your kids for eternity, it's, it's, it's the most important thing. Amen. When the, the Bible talks about leaving an inheritance to your children, it's not just talking about finances. First and foremost is a, a, a love for God, to serve God. Because you can leave them all the finances and they, that, it'll, it'll, it will be their destruction if they don't love God and serve God. And so I was so blessed seeing them touched. I, I was looking at all of them, and I, I, I was dancing, and I just happened to glance, and I seen, is it Nick, Stephanie's son? Come here, Nick. Because you look different. This is Nick. Nick, what, tell us a little bit. What did it do for you uh, being at the, at, the, at, the, at the young adult? Something happened to you. So um, on the first, you know, first the first day we had got there at night, night service was good. Um, I was praying to Jesus, um, telling him like, I want to get here with the Holy Ghost. I want you to reveal yourself. Um, and then was it the second night? Second night? Um, I think it was either the second night or the third night. Um, I had got here with the Holy Ghost because I. Um, I started praying in tongues, and um, and then and then on the the last night on Friday, Brother Ram and uh, Isaiah they prayed for us. Brother Peter too. Um, it was a heavily pray, heavily pray. Um, uh, I took it to another level that day, and I got hit with the Holy Ghost again, even stronger. And uh, I started. I started jumping around, praising God, and I got baptized that night. And it, it was it was good. It was good. I'm glad I went. I want to go next year and keep on going and keep on going. It's only been what, about two two months. Two months. And from when you started coming to now, you're totally different. Yes. Yes. You're happy? Yes, I'm happy. I'm happy. Hallelujah. Where's Stephanie? Where's your mom? Glory to God. Great job, Mom. Hallelujah. I want to thank the leaders. Give it up for the leaders that got to go. We'll hear a little bit more, most likely tonight. It's been a great week. Amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. It's been a great week, um, so much that is taking place. How many of you are glad that God chose you to be alive for such a time as this? Hallelujah. You look wonderful today. If this is your first time visiting, how many of you, this is your first time here at the Power Love Church? Amen. Welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Hallelujah. We're so glad that you're here. And you'll never be the same in Jesus' name. May you leave with that with that you came for from the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, we had a great day of um, super soul winning Saturday. <laughs> Radicals. Uh, um, so super soul winning Saturdays, uh, we 
are they going to be scheduled every other every other month? Super Soul Winning Saturday is a day that you go out for a couple of hours uh, and just go into different areas in Houston and just minister the good news of the gospel to people. And so, how many of you know the harvest is ready? Uh, we've seen a hundred and. 19 people say yes to Jesus. 119 people pray the prayer of salvation. Listen, how many harvesters were there? 12? It, there was 12 people that went out. And um, you, know, you know people love Jesus when they're out there in 120 degrees. We're literally on fire, but like <laughs> roasting on the parking lot. <laughs> I said, Jeremiah, where's the water? <laughs> Yolanda almost passed out, but all is well. Suffering for, the, for Jesus, amen. <laughs> 119 people at the parking lot of Walmart. Not just there. Uh, it, it was another level. I'm going to let you say it. I'll let you say it. Erica and Jeremiah lead the outreach ministry. Give it up for them. And uh, it's no wonder the blessing of God is so evident in your lives. Um, it was just another level yesterday, and she's going to share why. But before that, you know, when we were singing that song, uh, uh, what, what, what is that? Uh, the, the one we were singing about uh, serving Jesus is better Life with you is better. My life is with you is better, so much better. You know, they, they came to my, you, you came to my mind and your husband because I've known Erica f since you were like a 14, 15 years old. And, um, and so I've seen her life. I know her, her family, her siblings, uh, and her father that's went on to be with the Lord already, and uh, her mother. And uh, so I've known her for quite a while, and I've seen, I seen from where the Lord has taken her from. And uh, to see the place that they're at now, you and your husband, your children, you know, your 10 children. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that wasn't a word of prophecy, okay? <laughs> she received a drama. <laughs> they're building literally an army for the Lord. <laughs> And so, and then uh, today actually is their seven-year, six-year anniversary. So congratulations. The next chapter will be your best chapter. The end of every chapter is not the final of your life. It's, it's the end of that chapter, but the greatest chapter is still yet to, to come. Amen. And so just, I was thinking, when that song came on, I was thinking about how good the Lord has been to your life, where he's taking both of you from, where you're at now, and most importantly, where you're going. Because you're, you're, it's big, you know, and you know that, because the Lord has spoken that over and over unto y'all. And so I want you to share what happened yesterday, so just let him know. Let him know. And if you want to share a little bit, I know I said a lot of, about you already, but <laughs> it, life is so much better with Jesus. So much better. And you have to get to that point. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, um, yesterday was off the chain. You know, man, 
I'm so excited for this, for this house and the seeds that have been sown because, you know, we're called to soul win. Every believer, it's your responsibility. It's not even an option. Uh, when you give your life to Jesus, you become a soul winner because Jesus was a soul winner, and he continues his ministry through each and every one of us. And that is the beautiful thing about Jesus. It's the most beautiful thing because, like she said, no matter where you come from, when you give your life to Jesus, he gives you a new life. He gives you purpose, and he cleans you up on the inside, you know, for his glory, all for his glory. And so yesterday was so exciting because I've been fired up. I'm like, Lord, you know, if you, if I was crazy then, because I was crazy before Jesus, and I, and I know that, and everybody that knows me know that. They used to say, you know, you're, go to your fried. And I'm like, but now I'm fired up. Forget fried. Now I'm fired up for Jesus because I'm not going to be crazier then and then come to the kingdom and then I can't worship. I can't tell nobody about Jesus. You know, I can't pray for nobody in public. Excuse me. No, that's not. And that's not where we're raising up here either. You know, we don't take it lightly to be a part of the outreach ministry. So I've just been getting stirred in the Lord and um, I was uh, on soul winning. And, you know, our motto here is every believer a witness, every believer a witness. And our motto is out where the people are. We got to go out where the people are, where the hurting people are, where the forgotten people are. Because, you know, the value of a soul doesn't change just because you're saved or unsaved. The value stays the same. God loves every person the same. And why is it the only reason is they don't know yet. So now that we've given our lives to the Lord, we got to rise up and go tell them and go get them. And we compel them like a bulldozer. <laughs> Come in. Because, you know, it, like, brings me back to when I came in. You know, I, I, I came in, but I ran from the Lord at first. But thank God that soul winners here at the Power of Love Church, they kept calling me. They kept reaching out to me. They're like, I'm going to come find you wherever you are. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they really care. Because <laughs> I didn't have nobody care for me like that. You know, everybody was like, she's done. She's, you know, she's out there. She's just, she's go you know, she's just gone. And, um, whew. But, you know, I'm so glad that when I would come here, I would hear about the name of Jesus. I would hear about Jesus, and I know that my dad would pray with, you know, the, the leaders here for me. I can feel those prayers. I know that the word of God never returns void. That's why when we go out there, we don't see people where they're at. We see them with the love of God. That's why, Pastor Sandy, it's the love of God that brings people in. You know, if you're so, and I pray, every time I pray for our people, I'm like, Lord, let us never be so full of ourselves that we don't go out and tell about you, that we don't open our big mouths, that we can go open them at the games and open them everywhere. But when it comes to telling about you, we're all like, oh, my gosh, did you hear what, like, happened? Well, did you pray for him? You know? So not to, like, you know, but. So anyways, yesterday, it was so exciting. The most thing that was exciting to me was because when we went into fast food restaurants, nobody told us nowhere, said, hey, you can't do that here. You know, I mean, we had, like, we went in, and it was people received. We had first-timers that <laughs> at fast food restaurant, like McDonald's, uh, Panda Express, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A. I said, okay, if they don't let us in here, I'm calling corporate. No, just like, <laughs> no, just we went into there, though, and it was like, so, it was full. You know, Chick-fil-A stays full. 
Jessica was fired up. She came back to the car. She goes, I'm crunk, y'all. <laughs> it was so fun. We went into the Metro buses and we would, and they didn't tell us no. We said, can we pray, you know, a blessing and prayer protection over your bus? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. And then we let it rip. <laughs> My husband's like, okay, we got more time in the buses. Let it rip in the buses. <laughs> he goes, forget the short prayer. Let it rip. <laughs> and it's so, it's so fun. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't, know how to soul win you have never been soul winning come out and if you have but you haven't gone to that place of confidence keep coming out with us until you do because you will get there you know we didn't start out like that either nobody here because I know I'm fruit from when y'all first started going out and now look look at everybody here come on that's the glory of God that's each one reach one each one this church this church was built on soul winning this is a soul winning church, and to God be all the glory. You want to say something? You're good, Brother Joe. You want to sing a special? You want an amazing grace? Uh... Oh, okay. Because when I was not, never, not always, I was not always a soul winner when I first had come in. There was a, there was a, I had a burning, there was a desire inside of me to win one to the lost. But it was in my walk, I was like, man, there's something missing. But I knew what that something was. It was leading that one person to Christ. The Lord was tugging on me all the time. But it was the, I didn't have enough boldness at the time. But when I had a, a revelation of what's on the spirit that's living on the inside of me, it gave me the, the confidence, the boldness, and everything that I needed to go forth and do what God has called me to do. So my wife actually, I used to put my wife on everybody. I'm like, Erica, go, pray for him, pray for him. And I just lay my hands on them, you know. I was like, yeah, we got them, we got them. But <laughs> and then uh, before, in 2017, 2017, I, that's when I started winning my first soul by myself. It started out with one. And then from one, it went to 10 immediately. From 10 to 20, it was, and then it started being everywhere that I go. But because it's a lifestyle, soul winning, it's, that's what it's about. It's about plundering hell and populating heaven. And, it, and, and there's a raw responsibility for every believer to be a soul winner. It's a raw responsibility. The, the Holy Spirit is an empowerment with the purpose to do what God has called you to do. It's no way. The Holy Spirit is an empowerment with the purpose to do what God has called you to do. And um, so I encourage you, if you've never been soul winning, it's, the, it's what opens up the, the floodgates of the of heaven on you. I'm talking about obedience. Birth, that's the obedience. It said in Luke 6.46. 646 said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, yet not do the things that I say? And another verse said, why, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't even do what I say? But if you love, Lord, it's the obedience. If you lo the love of God is the cause for everything. All the, It's the driving force to winning souls. It's the driving force to be a witness. It's the driving force for your worship. It's the, drive, it's the love of God. And it's the love of God that brings people to repentance. Hey, but, but to God be the glory. I encourage you, I encourage you so much. If you've never been soul winning, when we do go out, you'll be trained up and will, before you go out and you will know. And there's a soul winning script that's won millions and millions to people, to Christ. And then um, the, the way we, it's a strategic method, the way we use it, but it's not only the way we use it, it's the word of God that has the transformation power. So like I said, I encourage you, soul winning, this is the power of love. We've, we've seen how many, uh, almost 50,000 souls 
through this. This is good ground. Hey, this is good ground. And it's a, it's a training ground for the soldiers. Where's Gabriel at? <laughs> Soldier Gabriel. Quasia got in a chair at McDonald's. She did it. Angelina, where's Angelina? She said, I'll do it. I'll get on that bus. She recently started coming from one of the outreaches, and she's been so consistent in her serving the Lord. Brianna took a metro bus. Theodosia is a Taco Bell. Praise God. Many, many hungry people are, there, are, are out there. And uh, we had a, a, a man who was so touched. And he's, he, he immediately, which I'm going to be sharing with you. I'm going to begin in just a minute, okay? <laughs> I'm going to share with you the evidence of love for God. What is the evidence or the proof that I, I love God? Because there is, you know? Many say, I love God. But there is just an emotion. It's just a feeling. There is no action. The Bible says in the last days many will love me or worship me with their mouths, but their hearts will be far away. Many people say they love God. Many people say they believe in God. But the Bible says even the demons believe and tremble. So your belief has to be provoked with actions. Your love for God has to be proved in your actions. Amen. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? Amen. Love is called the royal command. And so the royal, the royal law and um, um, what was I going to say before that? A man got touched. Thank you, Chena. You listening, okay? Just checking. And, and he was so touched by the love of God as, as he received prayer that, that immediately what he wanted to do was, was from God because immediately he said, how can I give to the church? This is somebody that we never met. This is somebody that uh, he's never been here. Uh, I pray he comes because we just don't just um, uh, uh, tell people about Jesus and lead them to the Lord. We do our best to connect them. And if they need a ride, we'll pick them up. Amen. We must, uh, 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 Jesus said, go into the highways and the byways and compel. That means constrain. That means bulldoze them. That means uh, uh, urge them. He said to come to my house that my house may be filled. God is glorified when this house is filled to the overflow. But we must go get the people. If every person in this house, out of your love for God, just went and compelled somebody and said, you, you're coming to church with me. I'm not asking you. Be ready. I'll pick you up. Didn't they used to do that back in the days to you? We're going to the club. I'm going to be right there at your house. Ready or not, here I come. Just start showing up at people's front door. Hallelujah. It says force them. But, but you can't do that unless you have red, hot, fiery love for God. Amen. 
You know how many people we could have just let go because they said, oh, no, 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 I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. You know, uh, 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 it's okay, it's okay. But the, the love of God, the Bible says that the love of God constrains us. And that same love of God that constrains us is the same love that provokes us to compel and constrain others to Jesus. And so there is, we went to the, up to this, uh, we were at the parking lot at a Walmart and a record driver, this big old guy, Kevin was his name. And he's like working. And I said, aha, you know, the more you win souls to people, you see souls, you don't see people. You see eternal beings and you understand either they're going to heaven or they're going to hell. And when you see something that it's, it's dangerous, your love causes you to do something about it. Amen. And so Kevin's like hooking up the car. And this, I said, hey, Kevin, what's up? What's going on? I just want to tell you that God loves you. He has a wonderful plan. Has anybody ever told you that? And he's like, mm, no. And then I, I proceeded with, you know, ministering to him the goodness of the gospel. And you can tell he was a little bit like, like in a hurry. And I said, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Keep working. I'm walking with you. And I'm, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll just talk. You just hear me out. And I'll just do what you got to do. Don't stop. And so, but, you know, if, 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 if that wasn't the case, I'd be like, okay, thank you very much, you know. And then before you know it, he was on his knee fixing the tire and saying the prayer of salvation. Giving his life to Jesus. Interested about God. Amen. I seen this man, we were already getting ready to go. And, you know, people, when they see, like, they, they either they think you're like Jehovah Witness or something like that. And, or you're just doing something weird and they run from you. And, and you know, they're like, or they act like they're on their phone or the, the thing. They got their AirPods. But I seen this guy walking. And I looked at Jessica and... Uh, she went really quick and almost like shoved them, like bulldozed them. And, and, and he, was, he, he was so thankful and receptive, received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, received prayer. There was another lady that uh, one of the girls had ministered to her, and she was just like in a hurry. She kind of just like said, no, you know, uh, she, she really didn't want to. Uh, uh, she didn't have time. She was, you know, kept walking and was waiting for, I don't know, for a ride or whatever. And then I said, Jessica, go, go, uh, go get her. I did uh, Jeremiah, go get her. <laughs> and then come, come here real quick because it, it's, it's so awesome. You went and talked to her and, and tell them what happened. Well, she, I saw her, Pastor Sandy was like, go get her. And I'm like, okay. So she was on a mission. She was walking. She was on a mis mission. And um, I, I was walking with her and I was like, hello. And she's like, I already have a card. I already have a card. I said, oh, but did they pray with you? And I, I didn't know what had happened. I just heard Pastor Sandy say, go get her. So I said, did they pray with you? And she's like, no, I don't have time. I don't have time. I, I'm, I'm, I got to call my lawyer. I just got out of jail. And when she said that, I knew I'm like, hold up. You need what I got. So I'm walking with her and I go, you just got out of jail and she's right here. I like stopped her and I'm like, you just got out of jail? And she's like, yesterday. And I said, okay, I'm going to pray with you. And she's like, okay. And, and I, I led her to the Lord. I ministered to her. I led her to the Lord. But what really touched her is at the end, I gave her my hand and I said, my name is Jessica. And she goes, I saw her choke up and she said, that's my daughter's name. She's in the Philippines. She just had a birthday and I miss her. 
And I said, you're going to see your daughter again. And I just ministered to her. And then after that, she was like my friend. She followed me to the van. I gave her some water. Like everything changed. Everything changed. So praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is good. 119 and then six souls uh, uh, through the call center. We have a call center, a group, a team of people that come here on a weekly basis to follow up on all the people that, um, that uh, uh, we've led to the Lord through outreaches or on one-on-one basis. Amen. So how many of you are thankful that you belong to a church that, that goes and wins the loss for the Lord? Hallelujah. And, and you're a you're, you're soul winner yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. We are all called to be witnesses. Oscar. My friend, it w- I didn't get to greet you, but it was so good seeing you at corporate prayer. The hunger is real, brother. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, if you have your Bibles, I don't know how far I'll get this morning, but how many of you have already been blessed? But we're going to get to the word of the Lord. Amen. This has been a month that I've been taking the time to uh, share because we did just have our 12-year anniversary here at the Power of Love Church. Uh, in, in back in uh, June, June the 22nd was our, our 12-year anniversary, and so we're called the Power of Love Church. Since then, I, I determined to share on why the power of love, and what's love got to do with it, and the answer is absolutely everything, amen, because the Bible says that God is love, Amen. And if you're a born-again believer, you have to understand that each and every one of you has the love of God. Because Romans 5, 5 tells us that. It says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, in our spirits, by the Holy Spirit. So we have the love of God. You know, uh, um, we are carriers of the love of God. One thing that we have to understand is that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, in our spirits, not in our minds, not in our flesh. So we do have to grow in this love. Say, I must grow in this love. And develop the love of God in your life. You have to renew your mind by the word of God. And the more, you know, you practice it, the more you perfect God's love. And it's so important that you decide that, that you, you're going to, you know, uh, go back and re-listen to all the messages since then. Because every, every Sunday morning and Sunday night, I've been taking the time to talk about the love of God. And, uh, uh, and as you do, make a decision that, that you're going to obey God, that you're going to obey God, and that you're going to grow in the love of God, that you're going to put action. You know, the Bible, we're called love in action, the outreach ministry, because the scripture says that we just don't love in word, but we love in deed. We just don't tell people uh, God loves you. We show them that God loves them. That's why we do all, you know, we, we do outreach ministries, and we, we bless the people tremendously. We're a giving church. Amen. And so, so because that's how God is. God didn't say, I love y'all, all y'all bunch of sorry lost people on your way to hell. I mean, that was the, he, he didn't, he didn't, didn't do that or say that. It says for John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave. He did, did not only give, he gave his only beloved son that whosoever believed, whosoever, it doesn't matter who you are or who you were. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, 
but have everlasting life. The Bible in Romans 8 says that he who did not withhold his only beloved son, but deliver him up for us all. It don't matter who you are, what race you are, what level of education, what you've done in the past. He did not withhold him, but deliver him up for us all. And will he not along with him, with Christ, give us everything else? If God gave you his best, will he not along with him give you everything else? Come on, if he gave you his best, then everything else is lesser. And if he gave you his best, he can give you everything else you need and you desire. Who believes that? Glory be to God. And so there's power in the love of God. The Bible says, by this we will know that we are his disciples because we love the brethren. And so there is that to what uh, uh, it should look like when you love God. I'm talking about genuinely love God. I'm talking about, like Jesus said in the Amplified Translation, if you really, really, really love me. I will love you and you will be loved by my father and I will come and manifest myself because you keep my commands. I don't have to go over the, well, let's go ahead and turn there. Um, Mark 12, that was the intro. Mark 12, 29. If you have your Bibles, you can open them or you can look up here. And, and it says, and Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Lord, the Lord our God is one Lord, or the only Lord. And thou shalt love, shalt love, the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. So he talked about the commands, and then he narrated it to a command. Because the Bible says that if you keep the command of law of love, if you fulfill the command of love, which is loving the Lord your God with all your heart. Last Sunday, uh, especially Sunday night, I took the time to talk about loving God wholeheartedly and what that is and what that means and what that looks like. Loving God wholeheartedly. God wants the whole of you. Just because you're looking for half of a man, you shouldn't look for half of a God. And I told the people Sunday night, why would you want a half of a man? I need my better half. What about getting a whole of a man or a whole of a woman and then becoming one whole together? <laughs> I know what people mean, but it is what it is, okay? And so, God, you know, God gave, didn't withhold anything from us. Aren't you thankful? God didn't give us leftovers. God didn't give us some of him. He gave us his best. I want you to say that he gave us his best. 
And when you fulfill the law of love, loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, the Bible says that upon this command, which is the first, hangs all the laws of the prophets. That means that when you fulfill the law of love, you fulfill all the other commandments. Because when you love God with everything, you're not going to have to worry about stealing. You're not going to have to worry about committing adultery. You're not going to have to worry about living an unholy life. You're not going to have to worry about doing what you're not supposed to because your love for God will constrain you and take everything that is of you and give it over to God. Love is a commitment. Love is is not just a feeling. Love is a commitment. When we we say we love God, that means we are committed to God. Just like in a marriage. If you say you love your husband, you're saying, I my life is committed to him. Not half-hearted, wholehearted. My whole heart belongs to him. My heart is not divided between uh, him and another man. Or his heart between me and another woman. It's everything, the whole of me, the whole of him. The Bible says that he becomes bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. The two are joined together and we become one. That is our relationship with God. When you come to the Lord, you don't join a religion. You don't join an organization. You join a relationship. You commit your life to God. You die to the old. You resurrect to the new. It's no longer you that lives. It's Christ that lives in you. And you're living your life through Christ Jesus. He becomes your Lord and your Savior. It's a relationship. Somebody say relationship. And, and just like in a marriage, you got to keep that love on fire. Amen. Just like when you first met, nobody could stop you or hold you back. You weren't trying to uh, budget and see how much, you know, you spend, if, if you had everything you spend it on, you didn't care. If you had to show up, you didn't care. If you had to drive far, you didn't care. No one could stop you because the love that you had for one another constrained you. But how many of you can testify that when Jesus came into your life and changed your life, there's like a a level of love and a radicalness that that made you unstoppable. I mean, you irritated people. Why are you always at church? Why are you always with the brothers and the sisters? Why are you always, why you got to be there every day? Church again? Why are you always listening to the word? Why are you always, you want to come kick with us? No. Why? Now you think you're holy roller. And, and, and you know what the beautiful thing about it is? You didn't care. You, you didn't care. Because all you care is that Jesus came into your life and changed your life. All you care is that once you were blind, but now you can see. All you care is that once you were on your way to hell, but Jesus came and rescued you. All you care is that once you were a sinner, and now you you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
All you care is that, you know, you, you were in darkness, but now you have clarity. You were ready to commit suicides, but now you have so much hope for living. So much purpose for living. My jacket is stuck to me. <laughs> Check that AC, Brother Ram, please. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The love of God. That, that, and, but but the, I say that to say that we have to be committed to continue to stir it up on the inside of us. You know, I, next month, in a couple of weeks, <clears throat> it'll be our anniversary. Where are you taking me, babe? So we have a little marriage experience. What you say? Okay. We have a little experience. 27 years. So we know we have a little experience. And I can say that marriage takes work. It takes work. It, it does. And, 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 but, 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 you know, you, when you keep yourself stirred up, it ta you take joy in working and working it. You take pleasure in working it. Because when you love something, nothing, it's a burden. When you love something, it, it's not a burden to you. It can become if you allow it. It can become old if you allow it. It can't, you can't get, you can get into a routine, you can hit it on, I mean, this, you didn't come to a marriage class, but it all goes, amen. It'll help you with your relationship with God. Because it's the same thing with our relationship with God. Just because you've been in, going to church or serving God for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it doesn't, it don't allow it to ever get to where like, this is what we do, this is what you da 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 you have to stir yourself up in the things of God every day. The Bible says in Romans 12, it says, be ye being transformed. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but ye be being transformed by the word of God, by the renewing of your mind. So you constantly in your walk with God every day, if you're not renewing yourself, you are not transforming yourself. You're either transforming or you're conforming. And when you begin to conform to the ways, that's when you be become little by little. It's not like a blowout, like, like, like it hits you like, oh, I was in love, now I'm not in love. No, it's like a, a, low, a, a slow leak. And, and you don't even know that you're, you're conforming. You don't even know that you're degressing. And before you know it, you're disinterested. You're not interested anymore. That zeal's not there no more. That joy is not there no more. That doing what you have to do is not there anymore. So you have to guard yourself. More than ever in the days that we are living in, you have to guard yourself. You have to guard your marriage. And all the married people said, amen. amen. What you used to do for your wife, don't stop doing it. And all the ladies said, and ladies, what you, the way you used to do it for your husband, the way, you've just been married two years. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> ladies, what you used to do for your, you know, uh, 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 for your husband, do it even more. Amen. 
so now it's like, you know, you don't dress up for him no more. You don't care about yourself no more. You got to keep it every, you know what I'm saying? You got to, man, the same thing. Smell good. <laughs> Chino said, tell us. My husband smells good all the time. Se baña. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? In the things of God, keep doing the things. You know, one of the charges that was against in the book of Revelation to the church was not even so much their works. It was their love. I see what you're doing, but what this one charge I have is that you've gotten away from your first love. So you're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. And, that, and being lukewarm warm is a bad taste in the mouth of God. He says, I will spit you out, spew you out. So it's important that you stir up the love of God in you, just like you do for your spouse. And if you're not doing that, do it. Amen. Do what you got to do. Spice things up a little bit. My husband's going to remind me of all this. He's going to play this message. <laughs> One time, years ago, I don't think I've ever not been here to, uh, uh, since we started the church because I was sick or anything like that. Never. In 12 years, I never had to call in. <laughs> but I remember one time we were living with your mom. I remember one time I, I was feeling really bad, really bad. And, and, and something was going on. Something was not right. I was feeling really bad. And, 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 and the whole night in my mind was like, get somebody to cover for you. Get somebody to cover for you. It was like, so, I don't know what was going on, but I just... I have like I feel like I have tolerance, uh, high tolerance for, for pain I guess. But that that day I was uh, something was going on and I just didn't feel 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 right. And I was I was already like in thinking throughout the night. You know I'm 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 gonna need to get somebody to cover for me. And then so but I I didn't say anything. And then I woke up early in the morning and I was still in bed. And I told my husband I said. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think I can get up. I don't think I can go. I think I'm going to have to call, you know, so-and-so to cover for me. And all I hear is him get up. He goes, he, he came out the room, went outside, went to the car, got the, the, the CD, came in, put it on the player, closed it, and he pushed play. And he, he started playing one of the messages on healing that I preached. And I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> that, uh, honest truth. That's what he did. He played, and here's me. By the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. <laughs> so guess what happened? I showed up, and I felt great. <laughs> I don't even know what that was, but I'm thankful. Amen. And so you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Let me go into the, the, the evidence or the proofs that we love God. 
I want you to say this. This is for me. Okay, so I don't, I don't, you know, sometimes we miss it just like I used to miss it when I was believing for the, the salvation of my husband and I used to go to church by myself. I, I was, I would receive everything for him. And I would go home and deliver it for him until one day the Lord rebuked me and said, if you just let me do the work and what you receive, receive it for yourself and let me take care of your husband. I said, rebuke received. So I learned how, that what I went to church to receive was for me. Amen. This is not for you to see who's walking in love and who's not. This is to see where you're at and to stir you up. To stir your love up for God more than ever before. Can you say amen? So I'm going to share a, a, a couple, and I'll continue possibly tonight. But understand what the love of God is all about. Many people think that love is just an emotion. They think that in marriage. I was in love, but I'm out of love. How did that, what? That's why instead of saying I'm in love, say I'm committed to loving. Amen. Because nothing you're committing to, you're going to fall out of. So uh, uh, love is not just an emotion. Love is not just what you feel. You don't wake up with hard eyes every day when you turn and look at your husband or vice versa. <laughs> right? But you still love them. And you ain't going nowhere. And he ain't either. <laughs> Just because you don't feel a certain way, you know, you don't go by your feelings. You go by what you know. Your feelings can change in a minute. And, and this, this love of God is not a human love. It's an agape love, an unconditional love, the, the love that God loved us with. That the, the Bible says that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us because the Father loved us so much. That's unconditional love. So God said, even if you don't receive me, I still died for you. Wow, I still send my son to die for you. You know, human love can turn into hate the next day. You love and then you're hating the next, the next day. But that's not the kind of love that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the, the God, the love of God. God is love and agape love, an unconditional love that comes from love himself. Hallelujah. So love is not what you feel, but what you will and what you do. What you will and what you do. We just don't feel for God. We have an emotion that is backed up with an action. It's not just in word. It's in deed. I love God. And people should see by your actions that you love God. They shouldn't see that you say you love God, but you're living far away from him. Amen. And so, what is the evidence and the proof we love God? Let me start with number one, and I've shared this in the past. When you, an evidence or a proof that you love God is that you love his presence. 
You love the presence of God. And I, I, I know I'm, I'm standing in the midst of, of lovers of God, of people that love God. That's why when we begin to praise and worship him, and when we're in the house of the Lord, you're, I can, you know, I can feel your hunger. I, can, I, can, I know when somebody's pulling from the anointing. And I can also feel when somebody's here but not here. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I, I, I'm standing in the midst of lovers of God because you love the presence of God. You come ready to be in the presence of God. You know this is a place with the presence of God. How many of you know that? You, you love his company. You love to hang around him. When you love a person, you love their presence. You love and enjoy hanging around them. That's how we were yesterday after soul winning. I want to thank Benny for feeding us. Stand up, Benny. Stand up on the chair for those that can't see you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this woman right here is so amazing. She literally cooks a full meal for all, after every outreach, after soul winning, she brought fajitas, steamed cabbage with bacon, um, uh, uh, seasoned potatoes, my mom's watering, uh, and then chamoy apples. Cracked peppered, tahine, ice chest full of drinks. Give her a hand. She, she don't have to do that. She says, Pastor, that's my calling to feature. <laughs> I said, praise God. Huh? And she loves it. She enjoys doing it. But we were there, and we were, we'd been in the sun all day since noon, but we were just loving each other's company, just, la just laughing, enjoying it. So because when you love God, you love his presence. When you love people, you love their presence. You love being around them. Something about their presence you enjoy. You don't want to, you know, it's hard for you to just leave because you're enjoying the, the presence. You know what they're carrying. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And on the contrary, when you, their presence is not enjoyable, you want to run. <laughs> Let me see you running for me. <laughs> you love God's company. You love to be around his presence. And I see us. That's why we're ever. And we, I know we're carriers of his presence. But there's uh, places you go and the presence of God is, is there, you know. Uh, and, and it's so awesome because, like, you know, we were at, 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 at um, we got to go to one of the evangelist Tiff's meeting, uh, uh, Teddy's, which he'll be with us before the end of the year. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're working on some dates in November. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great year. Who's excited for Evangelist Kofi? It's going to be next level because we're going to go get the people and bring them. It's going to be a time of miracles. It's going to be powerful. But we were there, and, and, you know, as pastors, it makes me very happy to see that that house on a on a week day, on the weekdays was filled with mostly power of love people. <laughs> the pastor, we got to talk to the pastor of the church, and he said, "Man, he said, 
your pe- the people from your church are like, he, ne- he couldn't even, he didn't know what to say. <laughs> he was like, great pastor, amazing pastor. They've been there for, since the 30s. You know, and you know he was telling me the history of that church? He says, in the 30s, he says, there was hardly anything in Tomball. And he said, you know how this church started? He said, two on-fire ladies said, Tomba needs a church on fire, and set up a tent right there, and that tent became that church. They established that church there, but he was like, you know, these, the the people of the power of love, what was the name of your church? (laughs) He's like, the people there are like, I said, hungry. They love God. They have a genuine love for the presence of God. And that, that's because we love God. That's a proof that you love God. Amen. That every opportunity you get to be in the presence of God, you're going to take it because you can't get enough. You can't get enough of the presence of God. It's too wonderful. It's too precious. It's too awesome. And when you understand that one moment in the presence of God can do for you what no other can do for you, you take every opportunity. You love, you're a lover of his presence. I love your presence, God. You're so wonderful. You become an, a, a, like addicted lover of the presence of God. And you know, ad, addictions are not bad if you're addicted to the right thing. And you can be a, be a radical, addicted lover of God. I can't get enough of the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, as the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you. Oh, God, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? When can I go and have the opportunity to stand before him? I'm thirsty for you, God. As a deer panther after the water, my soul panther after you. I can't get enough of you, God. When can I go? When can we go to church again? It's like childlike faith. How many of you have your kids when you, when you come, you're like, and, and then you go home and you're like, are we going to church tomorrow? And if they could, they'll live here. And we always got to make sure to tell you, don't forget your children. Because <laughs> they love it. How many of you, is your, your kids that drew you, compelled you to come to church? Hallelujah. Psalm 63, verses 1 to 3 in the NLT, it says, Oh, God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. Have you heard me say that we can't be casual people? We got to stay on fire. We got to stir the love of God and see to it that it remains our first love until Jesus returns. That love that will constrain us and compels us to put him first in every area of our lives. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land when there is no water, I have seen you in your sanctuary. 
and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. The love that Jesus saved you with is better than life itself. Oh, because when he came and filled you with his love, you realized that everything you were searching for was all found in the love of Jesus. And when he came and filled you with himself, is everything you ever needed, desire, and wanted, and more. Hallelujah. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. You want to spend time with God. How many of you love to spend time with God? Amen. You, how many of you love to be in the presence of God? How many of you can't get enough of the presence of God? Well, we'll see you tonight. Somebody said, oh, me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Love for God is proved or uh, evidence is that you're a lover of the presence of God. And don't, well, let me not get ahead of myself. Number two. A love for God is having a love for his word, for the voice of God, for his voice or for his word. Something about the voice of the person that you love. Amen? You love to hear the voice of the person that you love. Yay or nay? Something about the words that come from the person that you love. In Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 8, he said, The voice of my beloved. Behold, he cometh, leaping upon the mountains, skipping, skipping upon the hills. The voice of my beloved. You love the voice of God. You love the word of God. How many of you love the voice of God? Well, how do I hear the voice? I'm not talking about like an audible boy, voice, though God can speak to you that way, but most likely it's going to be an inward voice coming from the inside of you. It's like you hear God, you hear the voice of God. The Bible says that the voice of the Lord is upon many waters. That means upon the word of God, you hear, you begin to hear the voice of God. The more of the word of God, the more clarity you have of the voice of God, and God speaks to you, and you delight and love when God speaks to you. Hallelujah. You heard me say last week, when we were teenagers, I met George, and what was, was I a teenager? Young, okay. <laughs> at the same time, my sister met his twin brother. And then at the same time, Myra met my brother-in-law. And then here's three teenagers in one house with one cell, one, one, not cell phone, but one, one phone that's plugged into the wall, which most people don't know what that is. The rope kept getting longer, longer, longer. I remember ours was like in the kitchen, in that bar in the kitchen, and so you couldn't fall away, you know, because our parents didn't let us like talk on the phone and like just, you know, have just boys call. No. 
One time a boy came looking for my sister and my dad said she left, she went back to Mexico. <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> and so we try to outsmart our parents. We borrow a long cord from, well, my sister met Romero and it was over. She loved to hear his voice. I'm gonna talk about her, she ain't here. She loved to hear his voice so much that she would hog up the phone. She would sleep with the phone on her ear. And we're like, you're not even talking. You're not even saying nothing, but they wanted to hear. <laughs> Remember, I'm speaking the truth at the altar. He's, he's saying, yeah, she, she loved his voice. <laughs> I'm sure it was vice versa, but they literally will fall asleep like this because they, they love to hear it. You, you know, boy, they, boyfriend and girlfriend, you can't get enough of their words. You can't get enough of their voice. You just got to, you know, but that's what happens with God. You can't get enough. And so we would just stand there and be like, we couldn't tell Myra nothing. She'll beat us up. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't, was, didn't play. And I wasn't a fighter. I was a lover, okay? I was like, I'm not, I'm not a fighter. I'm just a lover. I'm not, you know. So we had to do what we had to do because I had to hear his voice. <laughs> I had to walk my butt to the payphone <laughs> at night. My mom didn't know, of course. Me and Narda at the corner store, can you believe that? But it didn't matter because we were going to hear their voices. What you doing, babe? <laughs> Just here on the payphone, sacrificing everything for you. It's like. <laughs> Just here. You didn't think about nothing. I didn't think about dangers. I didn't think about nothing. All I thought is I. I'm in love <laughs> at 13 years old. I'm in love. You love to hear my voice, Reverend. Then he got me a little beeper. <laughs> and then when he wanted to talk to me, he's like, 911. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I was like, here I go to the payphone. <laughs> when you love, God, you love his voice. You love his word. You can't get enough of him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can I get a witness? Y'all did all that too. It's not possible for you to love God and not love his word, not love his voice. Hallelujah. Something is wrong if you can go days without hearing the word of God. And you claim to have a genuine love for God, but yet there, there, there's no uh, uh, searching or seeking for his voice, for his word. Job 23 verse 12 says, I have not departed from his commands, but I have treasured, treasured his words more than daily food. I have treasured his word more than daily food. Father, lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. Ignite in us a new order of love. That we may be lovers of your presence, Lord. Lovers of righteousness. Lovers of what you love, Lord. And hate what you hate. Lovers of your word, Lord, put a fresh hunger in those that desire, Father. 
to hear your voice and to receive your word more than ever, igniting them by the Holy Ghost, a fresh hunger, a new order of love, a passionate love, a red hot on fire love for you and for the interest of your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you receive that, say amen. Let me do one more, and I'll leave you there. An evidence and proof that you love God, the greatest command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. This is the first commandment and greatest commandment. The number three is that you love his house. You love the presence of God. You love his voice. You love his word and can't get enough of it. And you love his house. His church. I'm talking about the church. Do you know that the house that you love is never too far for you to drive to? You ever tell somebody that you really love and they invite you over, it's too far, I'm sorry, I can't go. <laughs> the house that you love is never too far to drive to. Never. Because your love causes you. It don't matter. I, we, my husband and I love barbecue. And we drive three hours to Luling, Texas, just to eat their sausage and barbecue. And if we have the rest of the day, we'll go to the lake. And then if we have time, we'll go to San Antonio to get some sweet bread. And then we'll drive back home. But do you know that when it comes to the things of God, or since we encounter the love of God, we would never say, it's too far, I can't go. We've driven 16 hours, 18 hours, 6 hours, 4 hours there and back, because the love that we have for God, it doesn't matter. We love God. We love the presence of God. We love the word of God. We love the house of God. The house that you love is never too far to drive to. And I love the people that are here because we have people that drive up to an hour. Anybody drive further than an hour to get here? People drive, people drive far. Some people drive from uh, almost two hours to get here. That's when people's like, one time I was at a conference and, and there was some people from Texas there and, and, and they came up to me and said, Pastor, you really need to open a church on our side of town. And I said, where's your town? She said, Pasadena. <laughs> How many drive from that area? From here. Exactly. We have a couple of families that drive from that area. I said, you're not hungry enough. I said, you're not hungry enough. Esta. Esta. <sighs> 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 
The house that you love is never too far to drive. Lovers of God love the house of God. The house that you love is never too undone for you to visit. People that you love, you don't care what their house looks like. You're just glad that they invited you because you love them and you're glad to be there. Sometimes we're the ones like, oh, no, no, I need to do this, I need to do that. But people that love you don't care how your house looks. They just want to visit you. They're just glad that they're, that they're there at your house with you. The house that you love is never too undone for you to visit. You don't care. You just love being there. You're not like, oh, I'm gonna, you know. When church is too far, when church is too long, when parking lot is too crowded, when there's too much traffic, I, I think your love can be questionable. Some people might not come because they said, oh, by this time parking is full. You know? Or whatever reason. No, but it, 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 it'll take the love of God to stir you up to do that. So that, that tells you. You know, some people are like, oh, uh, you know, it, it's too crowded. But they'll go shove themselves in a crowded game. Somebody's butt cheek is on your chair, and you don't care. You don't care. You're just glad you got in, and you're just glad that you're, de- you're there. It's like that man that was, uh, 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 that was lame, and he had four friends that when they got to Jesus, the house was so packed, there was no room to get in. But their love for God and their love for their friend caused them to do something that normal people will not do. And that's coming through the roof. If we can't get in through the door, if we can't get in through the windows, no problem. We know that if we get you in front of Jesus, you're going to be healed, buddy. Because we know Jesus has the answer. So they lift him up, broke some tiles, put him down, and Jesus has seen their faith. Lovers of God. Psalm 122 verse 1 says, I was glad when they said to me. Were you glad when they said to you? You got to get to a point where they don't even have to say to you. Let us go to the house of the Lord. You got to stay glad. Amen. Every time the doors open of the church, I'm, I'm ready. Glory, work yourself. Don't wait to get here to get worked up. Come worked up. I'm telling you, this place will blow up. You, you come worked up. Hallelujah. Get your praise on while you're getting ready. Start drinking that new wine of the Holy Ghost. Start getting drunk in the new wine of the Holy Ghost before you get here. And you just work. Don't ever let yourself get disinterested for the house of God. Don't ever make it just a thing that you do. Oh, Sunday morning we're going to church, you know, and, 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 and you overpass what God wants to do here because you're, you're not even here. Psalm 27 verse 4, it's, it, it says, the one thing I ask the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to dwell in the house of the Lord All the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in his temple. 
But let, let's read before that. Let's read in verse 3. Thou a mighty army surrounds me. Worship team, you can come up. Thou a mighty army surrounds me. My heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. Somebody say confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most is to live, to dwell, not to visit. To live, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when trouble comes. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hallelujah. Lovers of God are lovers of the presence of God, are lovers of the voice and the word of God, are lovers of the house of God. I know you're here because you love the house of God. Hallelujah. It says that I may dwell, not that I may come and visit you, Lord. This is the house of the Lord. I thought we were the temple of that. We are the temple of the Lord. But God orchestrated the, the church. God orchestrated for the people to assemble together and to come together and to worship God. It's a doing of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know the Bible says as Jesus are, as Jesus is, so are we. Amen. As Jesus is, so are we. Do you believe that? As he is here, as he was here on this earth, so are we. Hallelujah. Well, do you know that the passion of the Lord's house consumed Jesus? Jesus was consumed with the passion for the Lord's house. So much that when, when Jesus went into the temple and there was money changers, and they were doing all kinds of things in the house of the Lord. He says, my house is a, is my, my house is, my father's house is a house of prayer. And you're, you've turned it into a, a, a house of thieves. And, and you know what Jesus did? Because I'm going to get into this. There's another side of God's love. And it's a stern love. Because love is not just tender. Love is also stern. I was listening to Brother Kenneth Hagin and, and, and talking about how love is stern. He, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, okay, never mind. No. <laughs> Jesus got so, the, the passion for the Lord's house, that's how we have to be with the, with, consumed with the passion. Of this is the house of God. Jesus is the head of the, ch the church. We're just local shepherds. But Jesus is the head of the church. And we should all understand that this is the Lord's house. Hallelujah. You should have a love and a passion for their Lord's house. And, and, and Jesus went in there and seen these crazy people doing crazy things in the house of the Lord. And he, his passion caused him to make a whip. He sat there and braided it, looking at everybody. Then he got up and started whoosh, whoosh, running them all out, flipping their tables. Get out of my father's house with your craziness. 
He was consumed with a love, a passion for the Lord's house. May that passion come upon you afresh and anew for this house in the mighty name of Jesus. If you receive that, say amen. If Jesus was passionate about the, the, the temple, the house of God, how much more do we need to be passionate? I pray that if you lost your passion for, for the house of God, I pray that that is ignited in your life. And you need to know how important it is to be in the house of the Lord more than ever. Hallelujah. It's, 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 um, it's, a, it's a house where you are, the church is a house where you are planted and develop deep roots so that you are not tossed through and fro. Psalm 92, verse 13 and 15, quickly, the Bible says those that are planted, planted is rooted, committed. You're not a visitor of this house. You are a member of this house. You are a servant of this house. Hallelujah. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat, not like, that, it doesn't mean that, that, that type. And flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Those that are planted, those that are planted where? In the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of our God. That is the portion of every member of the Power of Love Church. And may the love of God be more evident and produce more fruit in this second half of this year in and through your life for the glory of God. May God make you a great display of his blessing because you love him and you esteem him highly. If you believe that, say amen. You know, in Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible tells us, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. Listen, as some people do. You know some people that do neglect the house of God? Do you know some people that neglect the house of God that should be here but decided not to be here? I'm not saying so that you can look at them. I'm, I'm, I'm saying so that you don't fall or, or do what other people do that, they, that is not going to go well with them. Are you with me? Can you say a louder amen? Yeah. It says, uh, 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 as some people do, but encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Do you know how the, you know the whole last three years has been a tactic of the devil? This whole COVID thing was all an agenda and, and a, a tactic of the devil to shut down the church of God. Uh, and I, it was an attack on the church. But can I tell you something? Jesus said, I will build my church 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against the house of God, against the church of God. This church will never shut down. Because you think that was the last plan of the enemy? Things are coming to an end. And things are not falling apart. Things are falling into place. You think that last pandemic is the last pandemic we're going to see? I'm not telling you this to, 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 to tell you. I'm telling you to make you aware that there is a system in place. There is an antichrist spirit to try to come against the church. Because the church and the times that we are living in are going to be considered the rebellious, the terrorist. Aren't you glad that's going to be you? And how many of you have decided I'm not backing down? I'm not going to give in to the systems of the world. The Jesus that free me will be the Jesus that keeps me. The Jesus that has provided, protected for us will continue to provide and protect us until the day that Jesus returns. If you believe that, shout a loud amen. amen. These are the greatest year for the body of Christ. But you better be so planted. You better be so rooted and grounded in your love for God. Hallelujah. More than ever, stir yourself up. More than ever, position yourself to be in the house of the Lord. Passionate about the house of God. Hallelujah. I hear people say, oh, we just got to find something closer. It can, you know, it can cost you your life where you go to church. It can cost your spiritual life. Especially that we're living in the times that many have, will draw away from the faith. That means that they're still in pulpits, but they're not in the faith. There's doctrines of devils out there that are being preached. Churches, churches, pastors from the pulpit mocking, bringing the world into the church. Mocking the Holy Spirit, mocking the healing power of God. Coming against those that are standing firm and believing the word of God. You have to decide. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going we're gonna to be positioned where God will have us be and, and total committed. I know I told you to come. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me, let me, let me say this real quick. So we should encourage one another. You know how, how important, you know that you coming to the house of God impacts people? You know there are people that are watching you and they're wanting to see if you're for real? If you're going to be consistent because they already seen so many people that started and dropped out or, or, or whatnot. But you got to say, you know, there's people here that, 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 you know, began to come and as they did, you know, at first it was like they were alone, but now they find themselves that they have like a whole roll of people. But if they would have stopped coming, if they would have quit, if they would have relaxed their commitment to the house of God, it would have never been like that. So there are lives that are hanging in your decision by simply coming to the church house. And you got to make up your mind to say, I'm going to commit myself to being there when the doors are open of the house of the Lord. Because I know that if I go, it encourages somebody. Just the same way that I've decided to go somewhere, you know, to not go, it also encourages those that look up to you to not be there. But you know what I'm seeing now is that people invite people and the people come and the people that invited don't come. 
How does that happen? Because we get comfortable. Our love, what happens to it? Why did it used to be so important and so, like, committed to it, and now it's like, we, you know, we have to guard ourselves. Look at your neighbor and say, you have to guard yourself. Let's encourage each other. Let's be in the house of the Lord. I know this is helping somebody. I know this is helping somebody. I love you. Jesus loves you. And this is what he will have me minister to you. It's important to be committed to the house of God. If Jesus was passionate about the house of God, you should be just as passionate. So passionate that if you see something that needs to be done, don't criticize it. Do something about it. If you see paper on the floor, pick it up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The passion of the Lord's house consumed Jesus. Let that passion come upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Psalm 84, verse 10 and 11, and I'm closing. It says, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live, in the, than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives grace and glory. The Lord withholds no good thing from those who do what is right. Who do what is right. Loving God is doing what is right? Oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you something? Make a decision that you're going to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Become a lover of the presence of God. Talk to God. Maybe if you used to be passionate, but you lost your passion, ask God to ignite that passion back in your life. A passion and a hunger for his voice, for his word. Hallelujah. What was the other one? For his presence, for his word, for his house. I just did three. There's like ten. Make a decision that you know the times that we're living in. That because you love God. And God orchestrated his church. Then you're going to be committed to the house of God. And that you're going to be committed and guard yourself from allowing anybody or anything to keep you away. You know, God will continue to bless you. The Bible says that no good thing does he withhold from those that walk uprightly. The Bible says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard nor enter into the heart of man the wonderful things that God has in store for those that love him. I just explained to you what the love of God looks like. You haven't seen anything yet. God will continue to increase you. God will continue to stand out. God will continue to open up doors for you. But you have to be committed to continue to love him, if not more, than you ever loved him before. The Bible says that as God blesses you, he doesn't bless you so that you can not get so busy that you don't have time for him anymore. Your Sundays are for the Lord. When the doors are open, it's for the Lord. Amen. I understand. There's times you take vacations. That's totally understandable. Do that with your family. 
But not just because it was raining outside or because the parking lot got too full. We're coming into the days where you're going to pull up here and there's going to be an overflow on a tent. And if you love God, you will sit on that overflow or you will get here earlier. We are, we are, we're, 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 we're going to take a step and move into our building. Don't think not. But we're going to continue to grow. This is the small you'll ever see this house. There is coming the days where there will be a tent out there. You're going to love God in the air conditioner or you're going to love God in the heat of the day? <laughs> but you're going to love him. Keep your love, your passion, and your zeal for the presence of God, for the voice and the word of God, for his house. It doesn't matter how deep, how spiritual, how anointed, or how on fire you are, you need to be planted. You can never say that you're too good to come to the house of the Lord. If you open your house and invite people, but they decide to go somewhere else, you probably won't feel so good. When these doors are open, it's for your good. It shouldn't be like, I have to go to church. I get to go to church. The love of God in you says, I get to go to church. Pastor, when are we going to have that whole week revival meeting? I know you are asking that. It's coming. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your tender mercies and loving kindness. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done today in the lives of your people. Thank you that your word has gone forth out of my mouth and it has landed in the hearts of the here. Father, you said in your word that you confirm your word with miracle signs and wonders. Father, I thank you that you know exactly who will be here today. And I thank you, Father, that even as they sat here, you began to do a work in their lives. For only you know, you know what each person has come for this morning. And I pray that they leave out of here having received exactly just that. And also, Father, I pray that if anybody is here this morning and have not, has not received you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they will do so now. Now, people, listen. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, you are not born again. You don't ever remember a moment where you surrender your life to Jesus. That is the first thing that you must do. The Bible says, for all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. Sin separates you from God. But the Bible says there is a gift in God and it's eternal life. And the Bible says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So a whosoever, it don't matter who you are, where you come from, what you did last year, what you did 20 years ago, or what you did last night. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you hear this morning and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, but today you've come, today you heard, and today you know, and you say, I, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive forgiveness of my sin. I want to receive new life. I want to I be filled with the love of God. Would you please pray for me? If that's you right now, I want you to just boldly lift up your hand right where you're at and just let me know that's you. And, I'll, and, and say, Pastor, could you please pray for me? Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody is here? Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Thank you, sir. Thank you over there. Ushers, help me. Anybody else? 
Anybody else? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. If you would only open up your heart and not harden it, you have to open up your heart. God said, I, choose, I, I said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. I will that you choose life. That's one thing God cannot do for you is decide for you. He leaves it up to you. Will you choose life today? This is what I'm going to do. Or listen, maybe you're here and you've already given your life to Jesus. You've already answered an altar call. But maybe, you know, you've come today and you, and, and you know that you're not where you need to be with God. At one point, you were a, a radical lover of the presence of God. You love the word of God, the voice of God. You couldn't get enough of the house of God. But due to things that took place in your life, life happened. And little by little, you realize that you started getting away more and more from the things of God. And you're not where you need to be with God. But today you come, today you heard, and today you say, I want to come back to God. I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want a fresh start. I want a clean slate. Can I tell you that God loves you and he's not mad at you? The Bible says that if you sin and you confess your sin, that he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all acts of unrighteousness. That means that he puts you right back in that place as if you've never went anywhere. How awesome is that? Now, if that's you this morning, you say you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, just lift up your hand right where you're at. I want to pray for you as well. Thank you. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory be to the name of the Lord. This is what I'm going to do. For those of you that lifted up your hand to re receive Jesus for the first time, I want you to stand up right now. And those of you that said, I want to rededicate my life back to the Lord, I want you to stand up. And I want you to do something bold that takes boldness. I want you to get out of your seat and meet me at the altar. The first one with most courage will take the first step, and then the other ones will follow. Come on, power of love. As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory. Praise the name of the Lord. Lord, we lift our hands. And there's more coming. There's more coming. For you. Anybody else? And the honor. Lord, we lift our hands and worship. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do Sing that for you are great. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do anybody else before I pray. There is no one. 
Hallelujah. This is what I'm going to do, whether it's your first time or you're coming back to the Lord. You know, the Bible says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, that we believe that Jesus came, died, and rose on the third day, and we repent of our sins, we shall be saved. The Bible says that God comes and takes that stony hard heart out of us and he puts his spirit on the inside of us and he sheds his love upon us by the Holy Spirit. So I want you to put one hand in your heart. I want you to say this prayer with me and just pray it like you know your life depends on it. Mean it with your heart. If you're doing this uh, as you're coming back to God, do it like it's uh, the first time you're doing it once and for all. And I want you to say it loudly with your mouth. I want you to hear yourself. I want you to say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. And you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion to serve you. All the days of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you that you make all things new. You are my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for filling me with your love. So that I can love you with the same love. And love others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, Parla. Give the Lord some praise. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Lift up your hands. That's the presence of God. That's a fresh moment. It won't be like the past. It won't be like the, the previous times that you have been in your
so, so good. The joy of the Lord is strength. In the name of Jesus. The fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Never the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you're here, if you need prayer, I want to pray for you. Jesus said, my house is a house of prayer. If you need healing in your body, I want to pray for you. If you've come to receive prayer, you can come to the altar and I'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. All my life you have been so, so good. Thank you. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Well, your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my heart laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your Come on, if you know he's good, I want you to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. <laughs> How many of you love the Lord? Amen. How many of you are glad you came to the house of the Lord this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. 
Lift up your hands, Father. I thank you that you will continue to bless them, keep them, protect them. Make your face shine upon them and be gracious unto them. As they leave, bless, Father. May they be kept by your blessing and return in your blessing. Father, thank you for all that you've done in the lives of your people tonight. May you continue to be glorified in and through their lives. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, I love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you tonight at 6. We're going to leave with something rejoicing. Hallelujah.